0: I'm Kylie Camps, owner of the Kind Parenting Company, wife, proud mum of twin boys, and happiness advocate. This podcast is a place for women who want more from life. It's your time to cultivate more self care, compassion, happiness, love, and confidence. Let's have real conversations to help you feel better, choose better, and live your best life. Welcome to episode 47. Today's podcast is brought to you by The Kind Parenting Company. If you've not had a look at the programs we offer, definitely jump on over to www.thekindparentingcompany.com and take a look around. We offer online programs for baby and toddler sleep, as well as toddler behavior. You'll also find some amazing free resources, including videos and written blogs. The Kind Parenting Company is all about providing evidence-based solutions for parents with kind parenting techniques. We have lots and lots of information in our programs, and I think that you'll be pleasantly surprised to know all programs come with unlimited access to audio files. So if you love podcasts and parenting topics, you're going to love that component of our programs. As I mentioned, to visit our website, simply head to thekindparentingcompany.com and take a look around. Now, today's episode is a topic that I get lots of questions about and I have done over the years. And believe me, I wish that I could just give you one magic solution to this problem, but it seems to be an ongoing quest and it's really, really tricky. And the topic is fussy eaters. Now the term fussy eaters can really mean a variety of different things. I've spoken with parents before who have spoken about their fussy eaters and then you know had a conversation with another parent and they can be worlds apart. Fussy eating for one family might mean that their child only eats white food and then fussy eating for another family they might use that term because their toddler doesn't finish their whole meal. So fussy eating is really, really broad. But at its core, it generally means that a family has a child or children who can be a little bit difficult or challenging to get them to eat a variety of food. Sometimes it's about the taste of food or it could be the texture, the color, the location, the temperature. There are so many different variables when it comes to fussy eating. But one thing that is for sure, it can be really frustrating for the family and also for the little one as well. So today I'm sharing with you 10 tips that may make a difference in starting out on your journey to helping your little fussy eater. Tip number one is one that I have definitely done myself with our boys, and it's one that was suggested to me by an occupational therapist because we were exploring fussy eating with our little guys in particular. One of them is definitely fussier than the other, but I would say that they're both pretty much fussy, yeah. (laughs) So it was suggested to me to really include lots of food play. So what that means is creating a fun environment where you encourage your little one to engage with different types of foods in a no-pressure situation, and it's not about eating the food. Because if your little one or your little ones are really fussy, sometimes it's a battle to get them to even touch certain foods, let alone to get them to take that leap of putting that food in their mouth. So food play is a really great way to build I guess, a connection and make it fun and light and really to build curiosity and make your child inquisitive about certain foods and to, I guess, take the fear away from certain textures because some kids do have a really strong aversion to different textures. So if you are exposing them to it in a fun way, it can be a little bit easier. So this might look like setting up a little station where you put down a tarp or an old sheet, and you buy some food purposefully for this experiment. It could be things like tinned spaghetti um, or jelly, creamed rice, just different techniques. And when we did this with the boys, what I was surprised to find was in a no-pressure environment when it was all about just touching and smelling, One of them was really interested in tasting. So it's like he was able to connect the dots between his senses and go, oh, okay, so this is how it feels now and it smells quite good and now I'm going to taste it. That might not be the case for every single boy or girl, but it might just encourage them to take the fear out of food. Another thing that I remember doing when the boys were younger is guessing what color food would be inside so buying a tomato and buying a kiwi fruit or a star fruit or whatever it is, and you sit down and you let them feel it and you let them smell it and you have a chat about what it could look like on the inside and then you cut it open and you have a look and you, you know, I would, I would taste it and see if they would taste it. Sometimes they would, sometimes they wouldn't. But again, it's just building that curiosity and intrigue surrounding foods And it also gives them a little bit of control as well, control to touch and play without the pressure of tasting. Tip number two is to make mealtime family time. So eating all together at the dinner table is a great idea. It's quite easy when your little ones are young to fall into the habit of not eating together because perhaps you're giving your little ones an early dinner and you might be waiting for your partner to get home from work. But then what happens is your kids aren't seeing you sit down and enjoy a meal as well. So even if you are planning on having, you know, a dinner later with your partner, it's a great idea to sit down with your kids and share the same meal so that they can see that you're eating it as well. Offering your child the same food that the rest of the family is eating as well is a really good idea and where possible, if you can avoid preparing separate meals, That is ideal, but I will put my hand up right now and say, in our house, I have often made an extra effort to ensure that I'm serving the boys up at least something that I know they will eat. Tip number three is explaining what food does. Now, this is not necessarily super helpful for really young fussy eaters. But for those toddlers who are beginning to connect the dots between food fueling their body, it can be really good to have a conversation when you are eating surrounding the type of food that you're eating and what that does for your body. You don't need to get super technical on it, but even just talking about, "Oh, that, you know, that meat is protein and protein's going to help your muscles," or "that banana is going to give you so much energy." And just keeping it simple, but encouraging your little one to actually connect the dots between the food that they're putting in their mouth and what it does for their body is an important thing to teach them. Tip number four is to get your kids involved in cooking and meal preparation when appropriate. So encouraging your kids to watch, ask questions, touch, taste, and explore ingredients while prepping. Again, a great way to encourage them to have a little bit of control in the food that they are putting in their mouth, and it can give them a sense of achievement as well. Whether it's you know, just you chop up the vegetables if they're not quite old enough, but you encourage them to place them in the pot, or you make homemade pizzas, just building a bit of fun around food can be a great idea. Tip number five is to provide your child with options to encourage independence and, again, control. This was one that I picked up from an occupational therapist as well. She said it was really important to give them some level of choice when it comes to food. Now, this is one that some people will definitely disagree with. I know that there are lots of people that sit firmly in the camp of you get what you get and that's what you eat and that's totally fine if that's how you roll in your house but I wanted to include this tip because it's been really helpful for us. So examples of this could be having on their plate one food that they have to eat and then they get to choose out of two other foods what one they eat, such as you have a protein or a pasta on their plate, which is a non-negotiable and that's what they need to eat, but then you might have a couple of florets of broccoli or steamed carrots and you let them choose what vegetable they eat. Finger foods may be easier as well to manage and it can offer more enjoyment for little ones if they're struggling to master the use of a fork. It can also be really cool to let your little ones choose a fruit or a vegetable each time you're doing the grocery shop. So, or even if you make a special trip after school, but just encouraging that curiosity, encouraging them to choose a fruit or vegetable that they might not have tried before And then cooking it up for them and getting them to try it can be a good way to increase more fruit and veg as well into their diet. Now, tip number six, speaking of getting things into their diet, is disguising food. That can sometimes be a really, really helpful one as a parent when you're worried about your kids not getting enough nutrition, not enough vitamins and minerals and all of that. Sometimes you do have to be a bit sneaky and sneak it in where you can. So a couple of ideas of this are things like adding zucchini to a smoothie. Because a zucchini is really quite flavorless, your little one is not going to taste it. I know people often grate it into oats as well. Um, Speaking of grating, you can grate vegetables into a savory muffin or blend vegetables into a tomato-based pasta sauce. Pasta. (coughs) Pasta. pasta sauce if your little one will eat that. Tip number seven is, of course, to role model eating a variety of foods yourself. Eat healthy foods and show your children that you enjoy them. Talk about it while you're eating them. Children are more likely to do as you do. If you do dislike a food, try not to make too many negative comments surrounding it or a big fuss about it either. It's really important that your kids see you trying food as well. Tip number eight is to remove pressure off mealtime. And this can be tricky. But keeping calm at mealtimes and staying relaxed will really, really help your kids to feel safe enough to try new things. And it's not easy to stay calm when you're trying to feed a fussy eater it can be really really challenging but if you do lose your cool you're only going to make things worse in that moment and also create more tension and anxiety potentially surrounding meal times and we don't want to do that we want to try and keep it light keep it fun keep it about connection and trying rather than making it this you know awful way to end our day so rather than focusing on what wasn't done well, try and praise what was done well. Even if it's just one thing at each meal, such as you did a great job of trying your pasta. I'm really glad you tried that pasta. It wasn't so bad, was it? Or whatever it is, but just try and make it a more positive experience compared to making it a really negative one and I guess harping on about what they haven't done. It can also be helpful to be mindful of how much your children are snacking before a meal. And this can be tricky, particularly after a daycare day or a school day where they come home and they are ravenous and they're starving and you just, you know, they want all of the snacks, but then, you know, come dinner time, they're already half full, if not completely full. So just being mindful of creating a bit of a window between snacking and mealtime time just to facilitate for a bit of an appetite to build. And it's the same with drinking. If your little one does happen to drink juice or a smoothie or coconut water, just being mindful that if they are having a big serve of that, it is likely going to impact their appetite as well, or as my kids call it, their dinner cage. (laughs) Just randomly one night, one of the boys said, oh, my dinner cage is so full, but I've definitely got room in my dessert cage so cute. Um, Now, tip number 10 is to be consistent and on the same page as your partner or your significant other, if applicable. So that I think is really, really key that you and your partner are in agreement on how you're going to approach the fussy eating. Because if one parent is really calm and it's much more about trying, but the other parent wants to impose a strict punishment or a time restriction, that can be really challenging for the child to know what to expect. And kids do so much better when they do have a level of expectation, when they can pretty much safely estimate what's going to happen, they tend to thrive a little bit better. So just having a, a chat and a clear plan surrounding mealtimes times make sure that everyone is on the same page. Of course every household is different and you need to do what feels right for you but for me personally and also professionally I'm not a fan of having a punishment or a big consequence if they don't eat all of their meal. I like to try and make it more of a positive experience and really I think for our family the biggest unlock has been patience and encouragement, and exposure. Those few things have really started to help, but it's tricky. It's really, really tricky when you do have fussy little eaters on your hands. So my heart goes out to you. I know how tough it can be. Another couple of things that I thought I would just tack on at the end here is if you find that your little one is taking a really long time to eat, you may want to trial using a timer. Now, for some kids, this does not work well at all and you need to know your own kid and go, okay, yep, this will work for Johnny or no way that'll stress Johnny out. But you can have a hourglass timer that you sit on the table that goes for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever feels appropriate so that they can see that time is moving and that this is a more appropriate time to finish a meal. Um, Or you can get apps on your phone. I'm not a big fan of having your phone at the table. But for a little while there, when the boys were about three and a half, actually older, older than four, four and a half, we had a timer that had a little visual clock, and as it moved around, it would reveal more of a picture because the boys would easily take an hour to eat a teeny tiny portion. So when they had that visual representation of our times ticking away, they started to eat a little bit quicker. And of course, you don't want to encourage racing through a meal but you know a reasonable moderate pace is fair so that's something that you may like to look at I also spoke about disguising vegetables um, and whatnot in foods I have found the Nutra Organics Collagen Beauty Collagen Build and their thriving powders to be really really helpful because as I've said a 100 times, my two are fussy, but getting a really nutrient-dense smoothie into them made a big difference to their behavior, and it also made me feel so much better knowing that they were getting a good whack of macro and micronutrients. So from about the age of two and a half to three, they would have their daily non-negotiable smoothie, and they still have a smoothie of a morning now, and it is a non-negotiable I say to the boys, you need to finish that smoothie before we move on to the next thing. And that seems to work really well. One loves his smoothie and he will completely smash it. And the other one takes a bit of prompting over and over and over again. Finish your smoothie, mate. Have another sip of your smoothie. Finish your smoothie. We've got to finish the smoothie before we move on. But he gets there. And then I know, okay, at least he's going to school with some stuff in his tummy that is going to help him to focus. So when they were really little in their smoothie, it would be banana, vanilla, thriving powder was the only one that I could get them to take. At that time, the collagen powders didn't exist, but I would put peanut butter, almond milk, um, handful of spinach, sometimes blueberries, dates, just those kinds of foods that are more nutrient dense. So your nuts and your dates are really good to get into smoothies because they do contain more calories. And if you have a fussy eater, then getting more calories in can be one of your goals. And the Thriving Powder from Nutra Organics just provided some protein because the boys didn't used to eat meat. They're much better at eating meat now, thankfully. Um, But yeah, that's what they had back then. And then now before school of a morning, they will have frozen banana, collagen build, a really big serve of almond butter um, or like an ABC spread, like an almond Brazil nut cashew spread or peanut butter, macadamia milk, oats, yogurt. um, I think that's pretty much it. Sometimes spinach, sometimes blueberries. But I at least know, okay, that's good. That's a solid effort for them before they walk out the door. Another thing that the occupational therapist mentioned to me was even allowing your kids a little bit of control in terms of you still put the foods on their plate that you know or you think that they might not eat, but even if they're a little bit of control is they just turn their plate so that that food is on the other side of them, if that makes sense, that they turn it away from them. That can be helpful too according to an occupational therapist that I spoke with, but all in all, I feel you. I know how tricky it is when you have fussy eaters, but hopefully some of these tips have been helpful for you. I know I mentioned in there that having dinner as a family is great. Also making mealtime a little bit fun and different at times. A little bit of novelty can sometimes encourage food. So whether that's having a Mexican night, and you buy some cheap sombreros, and you make a song and dance out of it, and everyone's going to try a taco or whatever, or perhaps it's a picnic. My two eat far more when we have a picnic on the floor. I don't know what it is, but they do. So even just adding a little bit of variety into your weeknights can make a difference as well at times. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed this little episode. As I mentioned at the start, jump over and check out our programs at thekindparentingcompany.com. I would love to hear from you if you enjoyed this episode. Please slide on over to Instagram and leave a comment for me. My account is at Kylie Camps and I will speak with you really soon.